You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 28. We have an amazing guest joining us today, Teddy Emerald. She is an amazing woman who shows other women who are struggling with self-doubt, overwhelm, analysis, paralysis, aka anxiety, how to be confident and feel empowered so that they can take action and create the things they are dreaming of. You'll find out more about exactly who she is in the show notes, but let's just get straight into this because Teddy is amazing. Teddy, welcome to the show. Thank you. You're welcome. Before we get into it, tell our listeners, what day are you, of your cycle are you on today and how are you feeling? I'm day five and I'm feeling calm and focused. Amazing. We're like kind of sinking today's, oh. today. today's day four for me and we're, n- we're new mooning, you could say. Oh, we're vibing cool. with the new moon. Um, which is exciting. I always find that I always end up talking to women and we're generally a very similar stage in our cycle, which is interesting. So that's so strange. strange. Thanks for being mid or post menstruation (laughs) and coming on on air with us. Um, But tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, You are known as the queen of confidence. (laughs) That's why you have a program called the confidence of a queen, but tell us who you are. What is it that you do and what your passion is for working with women? Totally. Well, who I am is, oh my gosh, I, I just want to be like, I'm, I'm just a woman doing what's in my heart. Like, honestly, I just follow that. And like I was saying to you before, I've got a few different qualifications, which I guess people like to know. Like I'm an iridologist and an EFT practitioner and I do a few other kind of quantum healing things and I've got a vintage shop in Byron Bay so I guess that's more of the checklist kind of things and what I'm really passionate about is supporting women to get an understanding of why it is that they're not taking action on the things that they really want to be in their life and to support them into actually moving through through that so that they can turn up here and do what's in their hearts and actually live a life that they want to, not that they are just getting given and settling for. And the reason I'm passionate about it is because it happened to me and I did that, like I said to you, like five, six years ago and I got to experience that and see how quickly and how, how dramatically my life shifted from doing the inner work on myself around belief systems with tapping and my goodness, like I couldn't believe how, how much it changed. So that's why I'm so passionate about supporting other women. I love that. Yeah. And I'm sure that there is some people thinking, yeah, there's something I'd like to take action on and I have no idea what the F is holding me back. Like why am I not mm. taking action on this? Before we delve into like that beautiful cave of wisdom, Tell us what is EFT and tapping? Because I know what it is. And I was introduced to this actually before I started Wilson. Back in 2013, my friend 
was like, oh, Gemma, you've got to go to this event. You have to go to this event. I just came out of a big relationship breakup and I was like, oh, okay. And I just flew down to this summit in Melbourne and I sat there and this guy next to me is like, so who are you looking forward to seeing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just here for three days. He's like, you came to the Hay House event and you don't know who you're seeing. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I saw the most, I saw Doreen Virtue and Wayne Dyer and all these beautiful people. And that was really the inspiring moment where I was like, I'm creating a business. I'm going to help people, and it's going to be called Wellsome, the mixture of well-being and wholesomeness together. And that's where I was introduced to tapping. But for those who have no idea what tapping is or EFT, give us a little run through. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! Out of curiosity, was it Nick Ortner there? Was it uh, American? Yeah, or... American guy, dark hair. Yeah. Yes. Oh wow, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see him in person. Um, okay. So what is EFT? It stands for emotional freedom technique. So that is what it is. It's going to help you free up your emotions and it's a technique, like a, a way of doing that. And what it looks like is you tap on parts of your body. So that's why people call it tapping because it's, yeah, exactly. Tapping here and here and here. So I don't want to use like all the big words because if, someone hasn't studied health or had any like holistic health experiences, like with an acupuncturist or something like that, they're not going to understand what I'm saying. But basically what it is, is that we're like a house that has electricity cords running. I love analogies. Yes. Yeah. Like it just, I'm a really visual person. So if I can start to paint a picture in my head, I get it. So our bodies are like that. We have these like electricity currents through or wires through us. And that's where energy travels up and down and energy is generated by emotion. Like energy and motion is energy um, and emotion. Yeah. So I just like, <laughs> my head was like, just like traffic jamming just then. I was like, what am I just saying then? So when a emotion gets trapped or we have a, an experience where we go into shock, like a trauma or something like that, there begins to be like a traffic jam in those wires and over time that builds up and it becomes denser and denser and it becomes like a physical manifestation, mm -hmm. which would be called a dis-ease or something like that. So what tapping does, it's like you're tapping on a high density point where maybe a lot of wires or like um, energy lines are crossing like a traffic light or a roundabout and you're tapping there and that stimulates the energy line and it starts to break up the intensity or the blockage. And what a what happens when you do that is the emotion that you're feeling around a particular subject will begin to dissipate. So you could have a phobia of spiders and tap on these, these points where it's like, you know, the higher density point and focus in on that phobia around spiders. And whilst you're tapping, it's going to take the fear and the terror and all of that kind of stuff out. So that's, I think that's probably the simplest way to explain it. Um, yeah. And it works very quickly, which is amazing. People are probably thinking, so you're telling me I just tap on my body and my problems will go away. Yeah, I know. It's when I say it, I'm like, what the hell? Like it sounds so weird, but when you experience it, you're like, uh-huh. Yeah, it does. Mm. And it's, it's, um, it's because it's activating the fight or flight response and it's calming it down the amygdala so yeah and there's all the scientific reasons why it works but i think it just works you know like 
experience it for yourself and then you can make up your own mind instead of me wooing you with all the scientific words and blah 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 yeah i think that's fantastic because sciencey words just go over people's heads and that's when they tap yeah. out like the kid at school <laughs> yeah. but i think yeah. one of the reasons why tapping works so specifically and uniquely is it connects you with yourself so instead of mm. you looking outward to all of your challenges and avoiding them it actually turns you inward and you're like oh i'm tapping and this is this is how i'm feeling and it brings awareness to that so it forces you into your body which yep. i think makes people really uncomfortable yeah totally well when we go when we have a shock and we like a traumatic event happens and traumatic event could be someone looking at you the wrong way and then you're like she hates me like that could be traumatic like we're so sensitive so it's not like a traumatic event is someone you know physically hurting you so much it could be anything but when those those things kind of happen a bit of our soul fragments off and shoots out so we're not in our bodies as much so it's really nice to be able to heal these aspects of ourselves, and then we actually come more into the body we're more grounded we're more present we actually like our earthly experience a hell of a lot more which is really nice mm, i love and that. i really i really love with tapping actually i wanted to quickly bring up is that it's not one of those um like woo woo feel good like just think positive and then everything in my life is all rainbows and sparkles it's actually the opposite it's no actually look at the crap in your life the stuff you've been hiding away the shadow the stuff that you wish you didn't think or feel like let's have a look at it and then we can release it using this technique and that's why people have shifts it's not from just thinking positive and everything's going to be okay because that doesn't work it actually is quite it's kind insulting. of avoidance it's avoidance yeah and it's insulting as well to the subconscious because your five percent conscious mind is going you do love yourself you are beautiful and then subconsciously you're like i'm not good enough i'm unlovable and that's 95 so it's like what's what's going to win the subconscious mm. or the conscious no it'll be the subconscious so let's use techniques to heal that aspect and you know, acknowledge what's truly there and not, and not try and like sugarcoat it. I think that is such a beautiful add in that you put in there. And I'm going to add on top of that in the sense that when you're going through a journey and I'll just, I practice yoga. So I'll just use yoga as an example. When I started practicing yoga seven years ago, I had no freaking idea what I was doing, but I liked the look of it and I wanted to give it a go. If I tried to do that on my own, I probably would have given up really quickly. But when I went and got the support of a teacher, even if it was individually or in a class, that teacher was able to guide me deeper into the depths of my practice. And over time, that depth of practice has increased. It's exactly the same with tapping. It's the same with like menstrual cycle awareness. It's the same with having acupuncture. You could do acupuncture on your own, like to yourself, but you're going to get such a better and grander experience when those people who are your support network can see this shit that you're going through that you can't yet see. And so I just wanted to kind of give you a plug mm -hmm. in that is that th this is the work that you do now mm -hmm. apart from owning an amazing vintage store, but <laughs> the work is, yes, it might seem a bit crazy to just tap your body and the emotions will go away. It's like, that's yeah. a bit airy fairy, but in the sense yeah. that if you have support and someone who's there to guide and support you in doing the practice of the tapping or yeah. whatever you want to refer to it as, 
or even getting to know your menstrual cycle or getting to understand why do I have acne on my face? When you have someone there to support you, they can help you see into the darkness because through mm. darkness comes light. And so I just think it's a really important point to make, Teddy, that as, as much as the technique of EFT and tapping is beautiful and it works, having the support is what makes it work too. Mm. Yeah, and so, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I've, I've had a lot of people say, yeah, like I tried like it for five minutes or 10 minutes, but it didn't really work. It's like, well, it did. It started shifting that emotion, but you didn't get down to the core belief. And you really do need the support and the guidance. And that I'm the same. Like, like I was saying to you before, the only reason I am where I am is because I did a personal healing program with that EFT practitioner at the start. And that moved me through so much stuff. And I would never have been able to do that on my own. I just, I didn't have the capacity to look in on myself at that time. And I still don't. If I've got if I've got some stuff coming up, I go and work with another practitioner because I'm not going to try and be the, the practitioner and the client at the same time because mm-hmm. then I'm like switching frames and I'm not properly feeling stuff. And I also don't have the perspective to look in because I can only see from my own viewpoint, whereas someone else would be like, yeah, yeah, I see that and there's this and this and this, you know, so the blind I- spot. I just got the, the funniest analogy in my head. I was talking to a client this morning about staying in your lane, stay in your own freaking lane. Like when you're driving and then someone like veers off the like you stay in your lane. But a coach is like seeing the car in front of you and you're like, Oh, hang on a second. This car's a bit all over the shop here. Like, Oh, are they drunk driving? Like what's going on? The supportive person is the one that can see what's going on. And so that's the benefit yeah. of having a coach and let's segue into confidence because yeah. I feel that, and I, I hear this a lot from women that there's a, and I'm sure you do too, but they wish they could ask for help or reach out for support or make themselves vulnerable enough to say, Hey, look, I've been going through a really freaking hard time and I just need someone to talk to, or I really need someone to like, I've been trying everything and it's just not working for me. And I feel like crap having the confidence to be able to reach out for help. What's your intake, like your intake, your outlook, on confidence (laughs) on women like what's the difference between a woman who's confident and a woman who's not confident the the inner dialogue for sure like because you could have like back in the day someone would have been like oh teddy was really confident because i was bubbly and i was happy yet i knew i wasn't confident because of the lack of results in my life like i wasn't working in a job that i liked i wasn't taking action on things that i wanted to do it was very much needing validation from other people and yeah, that kind of thing. So I could see that, yeah, I might seem bubbly and like fine, but I couldn't have, I couldn't have done the things that I wanted to because of that lack of confidence. Um, yeah. Hey, I just totally forgot the question. What did you just ask? <laughs> I said, what's the difference between a woman who is confident, a woman who's not confident. And you said, cause for those watching this on the video, I'm taking notes <laughs> because you said, um, you know, confidence is like seen in results. You're either are getting results. And let's just talk about masculine feminine for a real brief second. Here. Yes. Masculine it. results is like setting the goal, achieving this. I'm going to have this house by this age. I'm going to have this many kids and be married. That's, that's also yeah. results. Yeah. But sometimes having results is simply being able to come home from your, the end of your day at work 
and being able to have food in the fridge and make a really nice nourishing meal. Sometimes that's mm. like, that's the result you're seeking. Sometimes mm. it's just getting three extra hours of sleep a night. Results mm. are different for everyone, but I love that you ca- like you put it together in the sense that those who are confident actually have results or they, mm. re- they get the results of what they desire, whether yeah. that is three hours sleep or a healthy meal or yeah because it's all based on belief systems like the the actions that we take and the actions we don't take is based on well do i know that i'm good enough do i know that i'm worthy do i know that i'm lovable like whatever the deep core belief is there or that's not there that's why we act a certain way like if you knew that you were that you weren't going to fail that you totally loved yourself for where you are like then how do you act like, how do you show up in front of people? What projects do you take on? What businesses do you start? What, what's your creative expression? What's your relationship like with your lover or your partner? What's your relationship like with your body? It's all very different based on what the belief system is. So, mm. yeah, I think that it's really an internal thing. And it, confidence, my, my, maybe people will say, oh, you know, that woman's really confident because she's really loud and out there. But that may be like overcompensating or that she might naturally be an extrovert. So it's, it's not really based on like how other people perceive you. It's like the belief system on the inside and how you internally feel. And you yourself will know what results or you're getting or not getting. So, hmm. And for, the, for all of you who are listening, you know if there's something you've been working towards or that you really desire that you haven't achieved and mm. it could have been two months, it could have been two years, it could have been two decades. Yeah, yeah. Totally. and if, if you've been working towards it and you have yet to achieve it, now I've got lots of things I'm yet to achieve too, but if you're yet to achieve it, then is there something that's holding you back? And that's exactly. vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about confidence in the sense of in your own body. So as a woman, I know that you have grown and evolved, you could say, to becoming confident in your own skin. But I'm sure it hasn't always been like that. Oh, yeah, totally not. I actually remember when I was like a teenager, like maybe 14, and I was very tiny. Like I remember I weighed like maybe 40 kilos. And I had a friend that was... How tall are you, to put that into perspective? uh, Like 162 or something, or 167. like five foot... I'm tallish. I'm not small. That's for sure. Yeah, okay. I, I'm well. Yeah. I'm huge. I'm six foot. Cool. <laughs> <Whoa>, amazing. <laughs> so go um, on. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I had a friend that was similar, and she would always say that she was fat, and I was like in year eight, and because she said she was fat, and I was like wanting to be the same as her, like you know, like. Um, say the same things, be liked, people please her, all that kind of stuff. I'd be like, oh, well, she thinks she's fat. I must be fat. So I would say it too, like, oh, yeah, I'm fat too. And then like pinch my skin and there was no fat there. It was just skin. And so this idea started forming at that age. And then I started taking, like acting like that. I'd never once thought that in my life because I was actually super underweight, like very little. But when I would go down to the beach, I would cover my bum and walk down like covering myself or wear like long board shorts because I just started to get into my head. Oh, I'm fat. And that's where it kind of like originated, like from when I was a teenager and it just carried on until 
I started to look at it and be like, what? Like, where is this even coming from? Like, and it wasn't even you. It came from someone else. Yeah, it came from someone else. And like, I think a lot of women would understand this. Like how many girls in high school, in, in your high school group started saying, oh, I'm fat and talking about that or like even looking down at girls that had weight on their body and calling them fat and it became like, you know, like a really offensive thing to say. I, we could talk about this topic for so long. Um, mm. Working, like me doing some work in, in high schools with girls, um, it's very interesting about wanting to be liked so much that you like put yourself down. And I, mm-hmm. I think for me, as, like in high school, I was like, I had tall friends too, but I was quite athletic at school and everyone was like weighing themselves. And I just always felt every time I weighed myself, I was so much heavier than them. Comparison, right? Comparing animal instinct, being a natural mm-hmm. comparer is I was all, obviously I'm going to be freaking heavier. I'm like a whole foot bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I've just never weighed myself and I've just never been, because I've always been bigger. I'm like, duh. Um, but it's interesting the the beliefs that we take on from those around us. And I've seen in many of the clients that I've worked with that if they have a challenge with their belief of how they feel in their body, it's normally come from a childhood experience, often from a parent. Mm. That, yeah. oh, well, my mum thinks she's fat, so then I must be fat too. Or yeah. the dad says, you are fat, don't eat that cake, you are fat, you know, or well, you know, it's going to go straight to your hips. Then you take on that and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to wear this coat of, of fatness and I'm going to pretend I have this fat coat on all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really interesting. So interesting. This, is, yeah. this is the first thing that is part of my Confidence of a Queen program because it's so, oh, it's just so there. But people, especially women have just taken it on and made it their own belief without even challenging it. Like did, where did, where did my standards of body image even come from? Were they from my parents or were they from society, AKA marketing designed to make me purchase things or not feel good enough. So I'm going to buy all these other things to make me feel good. Like just questioning, like where is my standard of what I think is beautiful and what I think is a healthy body coming from? Would I have consciously chose this myself? And I actually have never heard anyone be like, yes, I chose it. And I am that, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, let's actually take back our own power and and our own body image and start looking at ourselves and choosing what we think is beautiful and healthy, not not based on comparison, not based on someone else's standard, because where is that standard even coming from? Like, is it coming from a mind that thinks I'm not good enough? And because of whatever trauma or whatever manipulation from marketing. So it's a big can of whoop ass that one. Yeah. (laughs) And I always always like to say when I teach girls at schools that imagine if every car on the road was the same car, same color, same year model, it would be boring as batshit. Like where's the variety and the color to life if we were all the same? Yeah. Um, but let's now segue into, I'd love for you to share, Teddy, about for the women that you've worked with what are, and those who are listening, what are like three simple things that they could embody or do or act out with every day to help them naturally become more confident in themselves? 
first of all, give tapping a go a hundred percent. Like find someone, do a session, investigate it, go on YouTube, try it, guide. I need to come to Byron and get the session with you. Yeah. Well, I do all my sessions online um, unless I'm working at a retreat. So wherever you are in the world, we can do one, but you're more than welcome to come to Byron anyway. Um, yeah, just a hundred percent get into those subconscious beliefs and shift the energy like with tapping is so, so powerful. And then what else? I would change what you're feeding yourself. Like what are you allowing into your world? So really being the ruler of your world, like the queen of your world And if something doesn't make you feel good, then why are you allowing it into your space? And that can be into your physical space, like in your home. Like if you have stuff in your home that doesn't make you feel good, get rid of it. If you have stuff in your pantry that doesn't make you feel good, get rid of it. If you're looking at stuff on social media that doesn't make you feel good, get rid of it. Because if you only have what brings you a high vibration into your world, then you're going to have more of that. I love that. I'm just writing this down. <laughs> I'm writing down yeah. for the show notes, but it's true. And you, when, like you didn't mention it, but that that's the same for relationships is mm. that over oh, time, yeah, so if, if something is not serving you and that could yeah. be a relationship at, in a workplace, it could be a relationship with someone at your local gym. It could be mm-hmm. a romantic relationship, a friendship, a family relationship. Mm-hmm. They're confronting conversations yeah. to have but if they're not bringing you forward they're only doing the what the other part is which is taking you backwards exactly yeah exactly and it's really easy to just say that like oh yeah just get rid of it um and all the stuff will come up like all the identity stuff like but this is all i know and i'm scared the ego is going to go crazy mm. like that's why i've got these programs to support women through that because otherwise People get stuck, you know, like often human nature isn't going to change until forced to, you know, until things are really like hitting the fan, you know what I mean? So it's, if you're already getting that inkling, like something's got to shift, then I would say like, listen to that intuition, like listen to your body and find ways to support yourself to do that. Because often there will just be procrastination and self-sabotage until you're pushed into making a decision and no one wants that so you know if you're feeling like oh i should actually be making a change like this is like resonating i'm feeling i'm feeling it in my body or i'm getting like an aha in my mind then look at like how how can i set this up so that i can do this like can i keep myself accountable or do would i love someone else's support or would i like to do it with a friend like look at ways to support yourself with that and also make it fun like because what i see is like if things aren't enjoyable or fun i'm not going to do them like if i'm trying to be like all perfect and organized and disciplined i will like i might last for a week or maybe longer but otherwise i lose interest and i'll go back to the thing that's more pleasurable and more enjoyable and more fun and if something's fun i'll do it for longer like i i like to kind of think of it like if i'm at a festival and on a dance floor and i'm so tired if a song comes on that i love i'll be like ah like one more song must dance because it's so good 
And so like, let's bring that energy into life. Like if we can make it really enjoyable, if we can make the hard things enjoyable and fun and supportive and pleasurable, then we're going to show up for them. But if we're like beating ourselves on the back being like, you have to do this, you should do this. It's like, Oh, I don't want to. Okay. All right. I give up, you know? Mm. And the belief of guilt, I feel comes into that too. Sucks. Guilt and shame. Yeah. I had this conversation with a client yesterday in a coaching session around guilt and feeling guilty for not being able to receive. So like I wrote down here, pleasurable, a lot of the times pleasure means for sometimes feeling guilty. It's like, Oh, I'm, and when we say pleasure, we're not talking about sexual pleasure. I know that it generally, people generally think that, but it's pleasure from like, you know what? I'm going to take the extra 10 minutes on my walk today because Mm -hmm. it just feels so good in my body. Or I'm going to smell that flower. I'm going to like have a little dance. Like, I'm going to like look at the sky and like feel my heart, like, you know, opening up and it's, there's pleasure everywhere, but it's like, this is, oh my gosh, this is one of the things that's in my program as well. And it's because it's so important that we feel worthy of receiving without having to do anything. I don't Mm. have to work hard. I don't have to make anyone else happy. I am worthy and I am good enough of receiving without having to do anything. And that's so important that we as women feel that because what I've seen in myself and what I've seen in other women that I've worked with is that there's, this is like more boundaries stuff as well. It's like put everyone else first, keep everyone else happy because don't worry about me. I don't want to rock the boat because of that underlying belief of like, Oh, I I don't feel comfortable with receiving without having done something Mm. it like actually brings up this uncomfortability and it could be like a guilt or a shame which are really low vibration energies um and it's so important to release that energy from our body and to help shift that story and that belief because if we're feeling guilt and shame around something like that it's the law of attraction we're going to keep attracting in the same like that same match of guilt and shame which keeps us going in these you know, those cycles. Mm, you attract what you are, not what you You attract desire. what you are. Like we see it everywhere on quotes and things like that. But what I think isn't so commonly spoken about is it's on a subconscious level. So what's going on in the subconscious is all your beliefs, all your memories, all your feelings. So you might, generally you're not going to be aware of it. It's, it's just like running in the background. And because it's that 95% of your mind, it's generating a lot of energy. So you could be consciously saying, I love my body. And like, you're like really trying to feel it. Like almost like perfume, like the top note. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I love my body. Like smiling, like trying to be all positive underneath. Like or an iceberg, you know, like the top is just this little bit like, I'm sure I love my body. I am good enough. And then underneath there's like all these memories that happen, like all these stories. I'm not good enough. Like maybe you've had it since birth because your mum was feeling that when you're in the womb. So you come out with that. It's like, it's just not going to shift. You need to get into the subconscious and shift it because subconsciously you're putting out this massive vibration of like, I'm not good enough, like shame, whatever else it is. And so that energetic frequency is going to attract more in. And that could look like wanting to eat low vibe food, like Mm -hmm. dead food, 
um, you know, not moving because then your body's in a lower vibration, like being in a place that is low vibration, like whether it's a physical location, like a suburb or an area that the vibration is pretty low or your house, like, you know what I mean? Like it, you'll find the energetic match. You know how like they say misery loves company. Well, it's the same. Or birds of feather flock together. Yes. Right? Mm. Yeah. And you, you, you can sense this. The more, and for women who are like, how the F do I like, get to this stage where I'm like, I walk into yeah. a house or a new rental and I'm like, this is the house for me. It comes down to the more every day you are in tune with yourself. And like you mm. tell me, Teddy, if you have Intuition. a different, like a different um, outlook on this. But the more every day you acknowledge how you feel on a day-to-day basis mm. by connecting with yourself, I think that begins with knowing your cycle. What day in mm. my cycle I'm on? How do I feel emotionally? How do I feel nutritionally? How do I feel physically? Oh, so it's day four for me. I don't really want to move my body too much and my body's really craving warm foods. Emotionally, I'm feeling kind of like level. Mm. not like oh my god life's fucking amazing and oh my god life is terrible like just drown me in my bed sheets yeah it's it's acknowledging every day those little things so that the the habit of doing that means that eventually when you go to a job interview and you're sitting in the interview and you're like this is a great offer but it doesn't feel right yeah my body's not yes you know whether it feels good for you and with ancestral health i always say there's a theory of expansion and contraction you may have heard of this before. Every oh, oh, really? Okay. Let me share. Hit me. <laughs> um, is that everything comes down to the, the principle of expansion and contraction. Pupils expand and contract. Lungs expand and contract. Belly expands and contracts. Ovaries expand and contract. Your body inflames and then deflates every day. Mm-hmm. Your body grows nail cells and then the nail cells die on your fingers. Expansion and contraction. That's just your body. Then you look at the planet, nature, trees. Like I'm looking at a frangipani tree. It expands, it blossoms, it has all of its leaves and then it drops them all and it contracts. The moons expand and contract with the sun and the planet. The ocean expands and contracts, high tide, low tide. Everything expands and contracts. So it's important to understand that through the, like the theory of expansion and contraction that you will expand and feel joy, happy, bliss, and then it's only going to come back and you're going to feel a different emotion. It's never going to stay there. You're cyclical. It's going to consistently change and evolve. And when you understand that you are in motion, like you were saying that when you lost your mind earlier, is that emotion is energy in motion. That's what mm. you were trying to say. Yeah. Is yeah. It's going to consistently <laughs> move. So you yeah. like, oh, but how do I know? if this is the right shop to buy these shoes in or if this is the right date to be on with the right guy or female, whoever to be with, it will feel expansive or it will feel contractive. It's one or the other. And if you're confused, it's contractive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's, if it's expansive, you'll like, you want to lean into it. You're like, I want more. I think of it like surfing, you know, you want to, you're either you're on the wave you're about to catch the wave. And for those who don't surf, just imagine yourself floating on the ocean <laughs> and you're either on the top of the lip of the wave before you drop into the wave to catch it. And you're like, oh, yes, yes, yes. No, nah, don't want this one. It's not good. So if it's expansive, it's like far out. This is an epic wave. Yeah, I'm taking it. And so you fall into the wave and you ride the wave. Whereas if it's a contractive, you're like, oh, this is going to kill me. Pull back. 
It's yeah. the same thing in life. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. So powerful. So simple and so powerful. It is. And yeah. it's everywhere. Um, everywhere. I know. Yeah. We could, I feel like we could talk all day. <laughs> but in essence of time and it. for our listeners who probably don't want to be listening to my voice, maybe your voice, it sounds much better than mine, um, all day, tell us a little bit more about how our listeners can find you. If they want yeah, to learn more sure. about this tapping thing, EFT, the confidence of the queen thing? program that you run. Yep. Queen um, it up. Yeah. Um, so I think the most easy way is Instagram, right? Everyone mm. seems to be there. That's where I'm most active. So T-E-D-D-I dot Emerald, E-M-E-R-A-L-D. And my website's the same, TeddyEmerald.com. Um yeah, I think that's the easiest way to get in contact with me. And you can book a discovery call and let's chat or, yeah, send me a DM or whatever you feel, whatever you're curious about. Whatever you feel expansive about. I always yeah. say, if, if people are inquiring, they're like, I really want to work with you. I'm like, well, if it feels really good, then do it. Say so yes, that's a sign. Yeah. If it doesn't yeah. feel good, now's not the yeah. right time. Do you know what? I actually say the same thing when I chat to people. I'm like, how are you feeling in your body? Like, what's going on and if, if it's not a fuck yes then it's a no because mm. it's just not a match like it's not a match for them and it's not a match for me you're either pregnant or you're not <laughs> you can't kind of be pregnant <laughs> yeah you're not kind of yeah or actually i was kind of saying it's like consent mm-hmm. i was just burning man and they've got signs for consent everywhere and like a lot of people talk about it and they're like if someone's like kind of saying like oh i don't know maybe hee <laughs> like you know they're not saying yes then it's a no. So I think that's really nice to be like clear with our words, clear with our energy. Totally clear. If it's murky, it's a no. Exactly. And confusion. Confusion. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Amazing. All right. Well, before we wrap up, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. It's a very easy question. Yay. What are three tips that you would give to your younger menstruating self? So think back to like your time. You mentioned earlier about, you know, you're 15 years old you back at school, what's three things you wish that you knew about being an amazing woman then that you now know that you wish you knew back then? Yeah. Oh, what do I wish I knew back then? To not feel shy, embarrassed, ashamed about who you were. So easier said than done. So I would have taught her tapping straight away. Mm-hmm. And then with that, I would have said, whatever you are dreaming or thinking or wanting, go and do it. So I would have taken a lot more opportunities and had a lot more fun because that shyness and like shame and the story of I'm weird and all that held me back from participating in a lot of things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would have been like, go for it. I love that. Go for it. And one more. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, there's so much going on in my head. I think it's traffic jam. Yeah. So many traffic jams because I actually kind of have this dialogue with myself now because I had that realization a little while ago. When I realized, whoa, I've been carrying this like stuff since I was 15. And then I was thinking, well, what would I have done back then? And it's like really just to enjoy life, to find pleasure in life, to really deeply love and accept my body and who I am without needing to change anything. Because 
it could be the same for me right now. When I'm 50, I'll look back when I was 30 and say, wow, like you're so gorgeous. You're so amazing. Like you had all your friends around you. You lived in a beautiful place. Like make the most of it. And it is that, that's the energy that I get. And, you know, I'm, I'm always as young as I'm going to be. And there'll always be a time that I look back and be like, wow, what a gorgeous young woman because I'll be older. So I was like, well, why not just start living in that energy now and really appreciating who I am and where I'm at in life and making the most of it, not allowing the stress of work and money and whatever's going on in my life to influence me not enjoying my life. So I think it's really about finding that enjoyment and pleasure in life right now. Such a beautiful way to end the podcast. (laughs) I'm not even going to like top that off because you can't. It's just beautiful. <laughs> Above all, find pleasure in life in the present moment. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Teddy, thank you so much for joining us on the Well Woman Podcast. I've loved so having much. you. Um, I know all of our listeners will be enjoying this. Thank you for listening right to the end. Go and say hi to Teddy. Go to, you have to check out her feed on Instagram. And you have to look at her videos and her Instagram TV. She is amazing. Please do that and say, hi, I listen to the podcast, share it. She would love to see, I'm sure. Um, But Teddy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You too, babe. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women Podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.